has mentioned a lot of things that he has addressed to believers however even before we're a believer we're a human being we're insan and there are a few places in Quran where Allah Ta'ala talks about insan you'll be amazed that the attributes Allah Ta'ala mentions that insan should have a lot of us even don't have those attributes let alone the attributes, characteristics, features of a believer we don't have even Quranic humanism we don't even have humanity as Allah Ta'ala described it to be so I want to briefly show you a few ayat from Quran where Allah Ta'ala talked about this insan first verse Allah Ta'ala said in Quran Ya Yuhannas antumul fuqara'u ilallah that O people each and every single one of you is fakir each and every single one of you desperately needs Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately needs Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means to be human is to need Allah to be human is to need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's why all of these other philosophies that teach us that we don't need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they're all false there's one philosophy which is atheism or secularism even secularism, secular humanism teaches a person that you don't need Allah to be a good human being you don't need Allah subhanahu you don't need revelation you don't need prophets to be a good human being there are also some people who sidetrack a person from Allah subhanahu strange there are just some people out there who they think that they don't need Allah they just need Shaykh to be a good believer and their whole ideology and their whole system is just based on Shaykh it's wrong. <laughs> it's completely wrong. Allah is Allah. Nabi Kareem is And after that, after that comes anyone else, Siddiqeen, Mashaykh, Awliya, Ulama. We need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Each and every one of his fakir, we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intensely. Ya ayuhal nas, antumul fuqara'u ilallah. That, oh people, each and every one of you needs Allah. Now, our problem is that we don't feel that need. That need is supposed to be a driving need, a palpable need, a pressing need. Let me give an example. Allah Ta'ala also uses the word fakir in Quran for somebody who is extremely poor, what we call the destitute. As desperately as a person dying of famine needs hunger, as desperately we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As desperately as a person dying of thirst needs water, we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As desperately as the homeless, the refugee, needs peace and shelter, we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal nas, antumul fuqara'u ilallah. That, O oh people, each and everyone, you need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Our problem is that a lot of us are leaving comfortable lives. We're not needy in the dunya sense. We're not needy people. We don't have needs. And if we have any need, then whatever need we have, it immediately gets fulfilled. Immediately gets fulfilled. So that's why we don't feel like we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So sometimes Allah ta'ala sends His hidayah on us. He tries to remind us. So He sends some difficulty our way. Some test, trial, tribulation, difficulty to make us feel this need. To make us realize that we're not self-sufficient. We're not mustaghni. We're not ghani. Only Allah is ghani. We are fakir. But some of us may not realize. <laughs> Still we don't feel the need. Then we turn to our friend. We turn to, we try to buy our way out of our problems. We turn to money. We turn to people. We try to use our connections to get out of our problems. We don't realize that the whole reason the problem came wasn't so that we turn to friend, or turn to money, or turn to this, or turn to that. It was actually Allah Ta'ala's hidayah on us, trying to make us feel like His fakir. You're supposed to come here. Come right to this musalla. And some people, it's strange, that when Allah Ta'ala sends them a difficulty, instead of drawing closer to Allah Ta'ala, they pull back. You may not see them so much in the masjid. You ask them, you see them in the market, oh, where are you? Yes, they say, oh, you know, make a lot of dua for me. I'm having a tough time. I'm going through a really difficult period. Make dua, everything gets sorted out. Then I'll be back in the masjid. <laughs> you don't understand. That difficult time came to bring you even more to the masjid. It made you, it came to make you rise up in tahajjud salah and sit on your masallah. It came to make you make more dua, to give more sadaqah. It came to make you more istighfar. And you were just thinking that I will sort out my affairs first and come to Allah Ta'ala second. This is one of the great tricks of shaitan. He makes us change the tertib. He called in English, he put the horse before the cart. It will never happen like this. That you sort out your affairs and then you turn to Allah Ta'ala. What does that make it sound like? That doesn't make it sound like you need Allah. It makes it sound like Allah needs you. Like, okay, let me take care of my affairs first on my own effort and ability and context and money. And then when that's all sorted out, then I'll come to you. No, 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 no. We are fakir. We need Allah subhanahu ta'ala. First you will build your relationship and fix your relationship with Allah subhanahu ta'ala. First you will increase your relationship with Allah ta'ala and not you. And then Allah ta'ala will settle your affairs. That's a wonderful way of life. You fix your relationship with Allah, Allah Ta'ala will fix your relationship with the world. And we think that, no, let me first sort things out, let me get settled, just let this crisis period pass, and then just you see how much khidmat of deen I'm going to do. Allah <laughs> That doesn't sound like a needy person. That sounds like a person who thinks they're on their own two feet. If I can postpone my deen, postpone my relationship with Allah Ta'ala, sort things out myself. Ya ayuhannas, antumul fuqara'u ilallah. That, oh people, each and every one of you need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Feel the need. Acknowledge this need. Give into this need. Let this need be what drives you in your life. Don't be in denial of this need. Don't try to escape this need. Don't ignore this need. You should feed this need. It's good to be fakir. That's why many of our mashayikh, including our own shaykh, he likes to write the word fakir with his name. Yes? Fakir, because Allah told us in Quran that we are fakir, muhtaj, we are essentially needy and dependent on Allah. So to be human is to need Allah Ta'ala. Me and you, we don't have that need. You know when you see the fakir of the world, the poor, the destitute, the real ones, 
Everything about them will show their fakir. The way they walk is of that of fakir. The way they look at you, their gaze is of need. Their walking exudes, expresses their needs. They're dripping their need. Everything about them, their mannerism, their personality, everything. We were supposed to be that way when it came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we don't walk like the humble on this earth. We walk like the arrogant on this earth. We walk like the elite on this earth. We like to walk like the wealthy on this earth. Somebody sees us walking from a mile away, they can tell this is some businessman, this is some landlord, this is some elite, this is some doctor. That's how we walk. It should have been the other way around. That the way we walk and the way we talk and the way we act, the way we interact, the way we carry ourselves, the way we hold ourselves is supposed to be that of a fakir. We have another word for it in our Urdu, we call it malang. Huh? Uh, malang is fakir. Huh? Uh-huh. It's a simple person. The vehicle was a simple person. Yes, the Prophet had something else. There's something you will find in Ulama al Mashaikh. That's called ru'ub. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, That Allah Ta'ala helped me by putting a ru'ub in me. There's a ru'ub in the sunnah. Huh? When a person is muttabay sunnah, then there's a certain ru'ub in them, a certain awe-inspiring nature to them. It doesn't mean that their heart they're not faqir. We need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a human attribute, let alone being mu'min. So maybe before we enter Ramadan, in this regiment Shaban, we should work on our humanity. <laughs> if we work on our humanity in regiment Shaban, maybe we'll be ready to work on our Iman in the month of Ramadan. So to be human is to be fakir of Allah. Another ayah Allah talks about humanity. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah says in the Quran that I have not created jinn, nor did I create ins. All of humanity, humanity itself. Except that they could be my slaves. Yes. Except they could be my slaves. So it doesn't mean that you have to do ibadah all the time. It's not for ibadah. We've been created to be a slave of Allah SWT. So to be human, it's not being believers. To be human is to be a slave to Allah SWT. Again, Allah Ta'ala very precisely chose the word. In Arabic language, abd, it means slave. Now there's no slavery around anymore today. But go back in history and just imagine when there was time of slavery. So if you meet a slave, you will see that their whole identity is that of being a slave. Same thing, the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they carry themselves, their demeanor, their habits, their outlook, everything is that of a slave. And they never forget that they're a slave. For example, let's say, so we'll take an example of African-American slavery in the South. So if you're on a plantation and you go up to the slave, and at that point the slave isn't doing work, he's eating lunch. So you ask him, do you feel like a slave right now? Because he's eating. He say, yes, 100%. 100%, I feel as much as a slave now as when I do when I'm working the field. If his master tells him at night that, okay, you're done for the day. You can maybe retire for the night, okay? You'd go up to that slave and ask him, okay, now he's told you you're free. There's no other duties, responsibilities, tasks he's given you. So you still feel like a slave? He'll say, yes. <laughs> I'm still as much a slave now as I was when I was doing the duties that the master gave me. Okay, the master gives him money and says, you go into town and you buy this and this for me. 
So he's walking in his money and he's going into shop. You ask him, do you feel like a slave now? He says, yes, <laughs> I feel as much like a slave now. He says, nothing. He will tell you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all year I feel like a slave. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether I'm eating, I'm off, I'm free, I'm busy. Master is in town, he's out of town. It makes absolutely no difference at all. Allah Akbar. That's what Allah Ta'ala meant. إِلَّا لَيَعْبُدُونَ And we carry ourselves like slaves. Always feel like a slave. Now what happens is again, some of us get fooled by this world. Because apparently in the world it seems that we're malik. It seems that we own property, we own car, we own this, we own shop, business, factory, farm. It seems like we're malik. It seems like we're master of our decisions, we're master of our time, we're master of our future. Hmm? It's a delusion. <laughs> It would be foolish to be deluded like that and to forget that we're abd. And just in case somebody forgets, Allah Ta'ala made sure that we recited something in Surah Fatiha every rakah, every salah, every day. Maliki yawmiddin. We're supposed to recite it with feeling and remember that, Ya Allah, okay, maybe outwardly I may have some ownership and some control in this world, but I remember that there is coming a day when you will make your mastery manifest. On that day you will be Malik. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that what will happen? A caller will call out, Liman al-Mulkul Yawm, that to whom has the dominion and sovereignty on this day? Lillahi al-Wahid al-Qahar. To that one Allah Ta'ala alone belongs that mastery. Al-Qahar, that Zordar Allah, that overpowering Allah, that dominating and domineering Allah Ta'ala. His mulk will be of dominion and domination on that day. Yes, Allah Ta'ala will dominate us on that day. Oh, what hmm? So when we remembered it, what did we say in Salah? So we immediately went down to say, <laughs> You are Malik, I'm only going to be your slave. <laughs> I'm only going to be your slave. And then when we said this, <laughs> We realized that we said something really big. <laughs> How am I only going to be your slave? <laughs> Allah Ta'ala, I'm going to ask your help. <laughs> I need your help to be your slave. I don't even have the ability to be your slave. I'm such a nothing. I don't even have the ability to be your slave on my own. I will need your help, your mother, your own, your nusrat to be your slave. This is deen. So to be human is to be the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't even feel like a slave in ibadah. Yes, abd and ibadah has a relationship. But we don't even have that. <laughs> we don't even pray like a slave. Today there's some people, they don't act like a slave. They think there's something. So they're an alim, they think there's something. Huh? They think they're big mufti, big alim, big scholar, big speaker. Huh? They're Sufi, they think there's something. Huh? Our Sheikh sometimes says that there are people who think they're Sufi, they're actually goofy. <laughs> yeah? They're actually goofy. Huh? A Sufi isn't the name of a dress. Sufi isn't the name of myths and folklore. Sufi is the name of love for Allah Ta'ala in your heart and taqwa. Deep, intense taqwa. All the rest is fluff. Fluff. It's a shame some people are caught up in this fluff and myth and folklore. Allah Ta'ala give us hidayah. Allah Ta'ala give us hidayah. You know, in Pakistan there are some people that call themselves Sufis. They're crazy. They say we are marfool qalam. What does that mean? They say the pen has been lifted from us. They don't even pray. They don't follow the rules of gender interaction. They break Sharia. They let women shake their hands. They're crazy. Absolutely crazy. But what can you do? You can't explain to their followers. Their followers just think that their shaykh is the be-all and end-all of life. 
They don't look to the Prophet first, they look at Shaykh first. Literally, I once had a conversation with somebody like that. I said, but Sayyidina Rasulullah didn't do this. They say, no, but you don't understand the maqam of our Shaykh. They said, the common line, that you can never understand the level of our Shaykh. I understand the level of Allah. Alright? That's what I understand. I understand the level of Sayyidina Rasulullah That's what I understand. Hmm? Strange. Strange world we live in. Hmm? Faqir and Abd. Look at Nabi Kareem Sassam. He used to call himself Abd. What did he teach us? You want to talk about maqam? What do you say in Tashahud? What did the Prophet say? anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasulu. First say I'm Abd. Then say I'm Rasul. This is Sunnah. Ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu. First and foremost I'm the Abd of Allah Ta'ala. I'm the slave of Allah. This is what Nabi Kareem taught us. This is our Shahada. He was the greatest slave of Allah Ta'ala and the greatest Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. When Nabi Yaqub was coming back in Fatimaka, what did he say? Now he was so overwhelmed by this. He, did, he was writing so he couldn't do sajda, so he bowed on his mount as much as he could. He said, Alhamdulillahi wahda, nasara amda. All praises are to Allah alone. I am nothing. This is Sayyidina Rasulullah I'm saying this. And this is not, no, the Prophet just said that for the people, but really there's some other Islam. You're crazy to think that. Crazy. He said, Alhamdulillahi wahda. All praises are to Allah Ta'ala alone. That one Allah. Nasara abda. Who that Allah Ta'ala chose to help the slave of his. Oh, this is sunnah. This is deen. This is wilayat. This is wilayat. There is no wilayat that deviates from nabuat one iota. Anybody deviates from the path of nabuat one drop. They have zero wilayat. Zero. It doesn't mean their light goes down, they get zero light. They're not wali of Allah SWT. Yes? Allah Akbar. So we have to be the slave of Allah SWT. To be human is to be a slave. But this slavery to Allah Ta'ala is not like the slavery of the world. <laughs> that it was oppressive, it was unjust, it was unfair. No, no, no. no. Because Allah Ta'ala is the most beautiful, perfect, loving, incredibly loyal, Qadadan master. Huh? Yes? To be a slave to Allah is to get freedom. Slavery to Allah Ta'ala is freedom. Freedom from nafs. Freedom from dunya. Huh? Freedom from everything. To be the slave of Allah Ta'ala means to get Jannah forever. Yes? <laughs> yes? That's not limited. That's unlimited. Unlimited, never ending. Huh? Have you ever thought about this? If you ask your mind, your mind would say, only Allah Ta'ala should live forever. Huh? What does any creation have any business doing living forever? So Allah Ta'ala explained in Quran. What? That I, Allah, I will live forever. Allah says, I, Allah, I am what? Al-Hayyul Qayyum. I am always living and I will always live forever. On my own. But you, my insan and mu'min, you will live forever, not on your own, but because I want you to live forever. I will will you to live forever. Why Allah? Because I want to love you forever. Yes, this is the reason. I want to love you forever, so I will make you live forever. So that forever I can love you, and forever you can be my beloved. This is Jannah. Can you imagine? And Allah SWT, who has such unlimited love for us, such unlimited, unending, infinite love for us, that Allah is going to make us live forever, so that He can keep us His beloved forever. 
that the greatest blessing in Jannah is this that Allah will be pleased with us just the fact that Allah is pleased with us will be the greatest joy and delight in Jannah and we will get that joy and delight forever and it's more not just that that our love for Allah Ta'ala and His love for us will keep increasing you see in this world what's the ideal believer ideal believer is they're always going up their taqwa is always going up their love for Allah is always going up they're always getting more and more qurb they don't never even go flat they're always striving, struggling, getting closer to Allah Ta'ala now imagine forever that a person keeps increasing in their love for Allah Ta'ala forever unending increase in love and unending increase in belovedness that's called Jannah can you imagine how much Allah Ta'ala wants to love us it's never ending, unfading, unwavering, ever increasing, always rising love for us so that Allah Ta'ala who loves us so much we can't be his slave you can't be slave of Allah Ta'ala you can't obey Allah Ta'ala we obey the masters of this world yes we do your boss tells you to do something, you do it your employer tells you to do something, you do it the state tells you to do something, you do it you should do it, I'm not saying don't do it but you have compliance people say non-compliance will not be tolerated Compliance under the law, compliance under rules, compliance under regulations, and we comply. When are we going to start complying with Allah Ta'ala's rules and regulations? He is the real master, and we're supposed to be his slaves. Slave is much more than just citizen. What's a citizen compared to a slave? Can you imagine you're such good citizens and you're not good slaves of Allah Ta'ala? Strange. You fancy and pride yourself in being law-abiding citizens. When are you going to become law-abiding? Allah Ta'ala's law-abiding mu'mineen. When are you going to lower your gaze? When are you going to never miss fajr? When are you going to control your anger? Huh? When are these laws going to come in our heart? Hmm? When are we going to follow the sunnah of Nabi Akrim Sallallahu entirely, completely, wholeheartedly, lovingly? His outer sunnah, his inner sunnah, his batin sunnah. Hmm? That's called being a slave. That's called being a slave. So this, and Allah Ta'ala said all this for all humanity. It's not for Allah Din All humanity has been created to be the slave of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So we are faqir of Allah Ta'ala. We are abd of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Then Allah Ta'ala said another thing in the Quran about humanity. What? Then what's our mission? What's our mission on earth? And people wonder, no, what am, why am I here? What's your mission on earth? Allah Ta'ala said in the Quran, Inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa. And who? Allah Ta'ala is telling this to the angels. Before humanity, the angels were the greatest creation. I mean, other than humanity, the angels are the greatest creation. After humanity. Not all humanity. There's some anbiya, some humanity which is greater than angels. They're called anbiya, siddiqeen, shuhada, salihid. And there's some human beings that are lower in the level of angels. Right? But before that, the angels were the greatest of creation. So they asked Allah Ta'ala, why are you sending this human on earth? He's going to do facade, etc., etc. Allah said, oh, inni ja'lun fil ardi khalifa. Khalifatullah fil ard. That's what it means to be a human. Hmm? Imagine saying Abu Bakr Siddiq, what was he? He was Khalifatul Rasul fil ard. Yes, he was Khalifatul Rasul fil ard, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He took it so seriously. Huh? He took it very seriously. He lived up to this. He was true, and that's why we love him. We love him for that. 
and me and you are supposed to be Khalifatullah fil ard. What does it mean? The embodiment and representation of the will and mercy of Allah Ta'ala. A walking, talking, living emblem and symbol of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Like the Bayakarim Sallallahu said in the hadith, Ida Ru'udhukirullah. That when simply they are looked upon, people remember Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. That's called Sahabi Kram. That's called Awliyaullah. That's the Dawah of the Awliya. Yes? The Dawah of the Awliya doesn't need words. Let me explain to you. So many people here today are originally way back from India. Right now in the whole Muslim world, the largest number of Muslims are in the Indian subcontinent, South Asia. If you combine the number of Muslims in Pakistan, India and Bangladesh, it reaches anywhere from 550 to 600 million Muslims. That's half of the Ummah. Half of the Ummah. Half of the current Ummah. How do these 550 and 600 million people, what's their history? 99% of them are descended from Hindus. So let's go back in history. How did those Hindus accept Islam? Awliyaullah. Yes? The Awliyaullah, they walked through these lands. That's it. <laughs> they just walked through these lands being Khalifatullah fil Ard, and people would look at them and they would accept Islam. Hundreds of thousands of people accepted Islam. There was no lecture. There was no bayan. There was no scholarly comparative religion discussion that Islam is better than Hinduism. Or Islam is better than polytheism. There was no nothing. No system. Nothing. No nazm. Nothing. They were awliyaullah. Hundreds of thousands of people. One man. Hundreds of thousands of people. And there were few other people like that. Today, 550 to 600 million Muslims. People are Muslim today because of the da'wah of the awliyaullah. Allahu Akbar. It's unparalleled in history. It's ajeeb. We don't know our history. We don't know our history. But what can we do? In this day and age, there's not enough awliyaullah. Hmm? So what we need is one million believers like us can equal one of those wali, our efforts. Hmm? How many believers, you tell me, if you add up, how many people would it take to make a hundred thousand people Muslim? One khwaja, minadin chishtir, minadin, made a hundred thousand Hindus Muslim. How much effort? Look what we have to do. We need ulama to go out, mashayikh to go out, ordinary people to go on tabliq. We need lectures, we need a comparative religion, we need everything. We need fifty billion thousand things to try to get a hundred thousand people to become Muslim. Hmm? Today? Huh? And look at that, one wali of Allah Ta'ala, one wali. Huh? 100,000 Hindus Muslim. Allahu Akbar Kabeera. Historical fact, undisputed. Hindu historians say it. Atheist historians say it. No one disputes the history of the Indian subcontinent, South Asia, that people became Muslim through the awliya. They were different type of people. They were Khalifatullah fil ard Completely different level of humanity. So can you imagine to be human is like this? Hmm? Very big things, insan. Hmm? That's why the insan, what happened? Allah Ta'ala presented this amana to the heavens, to the earth, to the mountains. They said, No, 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 no. <laughs> and they said, We can't take it. We can't take it. Insan. Hmm? insan took it. Insan took this burden. So, this is the hidayah of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, the karma of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. So, here there are many more things one could talk to you about. Many attributes of believers that we have. Hmm? But at least for Rajab and Shaban, we should try to work on these attributes of being insan. 
If you could do that, then when Ramadan comes, then we'll teach you how the attributes of Iman. That's a whole other level. <laughs> whole other level. But you have to be insan first. Huh? Hmm? Insan and mu'min. Hmm? So better that we first make ourselves faqir. And I'll, oh, just audio. No video alarms. No video. You have to delete it. Yeah. Is here? Help him delete it. Right now. You can take audio and do whatever you want. Audio. No video ever allowed. Huh. So, better that we work on that. No problem. We have love for him and he has love for us. Look over here, Shabash. So, we have to make ourselves true insan, become an abd, slave, fakir, needy, and khalifa. Embodiment of Allah Ta'ala's will and wish on earth. Okay, if we can't do it, fill ard. Let's start with our family. Huh? How about we can just start with the home? That's it. Just start with the home. Those were such people that strangers will look at them and say, I want to be just like you. Hmm? How many fathers can say that my own son said this to me, Oh dad, I want to be just like you. Huh? How many people can say my business partner said to me, I want to be just like you. How many can say my shop factory employee said to me, Sir, I want to be just like you. Huh? Even within our own close circle, people don't say that. And they were said people, absolute strangers would say that about them. That I want to be just like you. I don't even know what you are. They didn't know. It's not the Hindus knew what Islam was. They knew details of Quran. They didn't know anything. <laughs> they said, whatever you are, is what I want to be. Allah Akbar. Very simple. So let's start doing that in our own circle. In our own daira, in our own interactions, make ourselves like that, make ourselves um, make ourselves fakir. One last thing I will tell you that you can start with is make yourself fakir of Ramadan. Don't think that Ramadan happens to be coming, okay, fine, it's coming. And I told this to a few people earlier, I want to tell to all of you. The mistake we make in Ramadan is that we change our schedule, we don't change ourselves. That's it, we just change the schedule. Our sleeping changes, timings of sleep and timings of meals and certain routines and certain ibadat. The schedule changes. Second Ramadan goes, we change the schedule right back. We change our schedule without changing ourselves. That's how we spend Ramadan. We should do something different this year. Change yourself. <laughs> huh? Let's change ourselves as Ramadan. Yes, maybe you may change your schedule a little bit as well. But the purpose of Ramadan is to change myself. And a lot of us, we didn't even have that intention. We basically thought, okay, I have to fast and I have to do a few things. I have to change my schedule to accommodate these things. No. Fasting is done. You're now experts at fasting. You've been doing it for years. Take your Ramadan to the next level, even to Nawir. Mashallah, I'm sure you've been doing it for years. Do something more this Ramadan. Ra'allukum tattakoon. Say, I want to change my level of taqwa. I want to get an upgrade. Huh? Sometimes we tell our younger friends that they love to have upgrades. Huh? Even if they have the best phone, the next one comes out. One year later, they want to upgrade. Huh? So fine. One year later, come Ramadan has come, get an upgrade. Huh? It's come to upgrade us in our taqwa, upgrade us in our sunnah, upgrade us in our haya, upgrade us in our dua, upgrade us in our knowledge of Allah Ta'ala, upgrade us in our zikr, upgrade us in the quality of our salah. Go for upgrades. Spend Ramadan like that. You will fast automatically. Go for an upgrade. Be able to tell yourself, not for anyone else, that you changed this month. You became better this month. This coming Ramadan. 
So for that end, there's one great sunnah on Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It's called itikaf. What does it mean? That Sayyidina Rasulullah he knew the power of Ramadan. He knew how much Allah Ta'ala was giving out in Ramadan. So in the last 10 days, it was his sunnah that he left everything. He even left da'wah. There can be no greater da'i than Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nobody can outdo the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There is no da'wah outside the sunnah, above the sunnah. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his sunnah is to leave everything and stay in the masjid for the last 10 days of Ramadan. If we leave the sunnah and try to do any work of deen, there won't be bark in it. How can you do it? <laughs> when Nabi Kareem left everything and made the sunnah of itikaf, and not just he did it, he made Sahaba do it. He told Sahaba Kram to do it. So last 10 days sunnah azim of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to spend in itikaf. Why? Because sometimes you do have to work on yourself. Yes, that's also working on the ummah. You are also part of the ummah. Some people forget that. We're working on the ummah so much, we forgot one brick. We're building the house and getting so many bricks, but what about this brick? What about this brick? And this was the foundation brick. If you were the dai, you were the foundation brick. Hmm? So it's sunnah of Nabi Yaqeem. It's his hikmah. It's his sunnah. It's his karama To spend the last 10 days in itikaf. So you should make niyat. You should want to do so. You have two, three, two and a half months or so now in advance to plan. You should plan right now your schedule. Such that you will be free in those 10 days. Revive the sunnah in your heart. Revive the sunnah in your life. See how much Allah Ta'ala revives the deen in you. And try to do something else according to your own idea, plan, strategy. It's never the same as when you do something according to sunnah. Alhamdulillah, we have been actually, I'm telling you this because the only reason I'm in your country right now is because our shaykh told us to come and do sunnah itikaf in Stanger Masjid. Last 10 days of Ramadan. So we'll be coming there, inshallah. So anybody who wants to join us, they can come to Stanger and spend 10 days with us. And that is a great place because Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadis, Muhammad Zakarina, he revived the sunnah of itikaf there. Yes? And many mashayikh and great people have done itikaf there. Now this fakir is also coming. So I need some great people like you to come join me so we can continue that legacy. Hmm? To make this 10 days sunnah itikaf, give yourself over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Tell to Allah Ta'ala in your heart that Allah want to make the most of this Ramadan. I want to get the most from this Ramadan. Inshallah, if we present our heart to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will honor the heart. He blesses the heart. He will endow the heart. He will fill our heart with His love. May Allah Ta'ala accept this niyat from us. May He put barakah in our rajab, barakah in our shaban. May He make us insan in every way that He wants. May He give us the attributes and sifat of iman. And may He enable us to make the most this year of the coming Ramadan before we make dua we'll make short zikr of the heart close your eyes bow your head disconnect yourself from the world make niyat that Ya Allah I want to remember you deep in my heart from my spiritual heart as you said in Quran humbly sincerely longingly with secrecy and silently and Ya Allah you taught me how to make zikr of you وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكْ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا 
So you make niyyat that, Ya Allah, I forget everything in this world. I withdraw myself into my ruh, into the heart of my ruh, my qalb. And I'm turning my qalb in zikr towards you and imagining that my qalb is making zikr of your name, that my qalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Make the Subhana and the Bain on a Mahabalah, Masilian, Sinan Muhammad, Wala, Ali Sinan Muhammad, Mabarak, Sunan, Rabbana, the Namna, and Fusana, we illum the Kfilana, but at Hamna, the Nakuna, Namana Hosirin, Rabbik Filwal Hamma, Anta, Hailullah, Himin, Yadar Bikrim, your weak sinning servants and slaves, Yadar Bikrim, guarantee us the Baraka of Rajab, the Baraka of Shaban, Yadar make us true in San, Yadar put in our heart a need for you. A desperate need for you, a palpable need for you. And that we ask your forgiveness and make toba, Ya Allah, for all the times that we felt we were above you, we no longer needed you, for all the fudges we slept through, for all the gazes we bathed, for all your rules that we broke. Ya Allah, we turn to you in toba on this day and this blessed moments before Maghrib. Ya Allah, this day is fading, just like that our life is fading away. Ya Allah, before this day ends, Ya Allah, accept our toba, Ya Make us your true faqir. Yallah, make us feel that need And Yallah, you fulfill that need By granting us your qurb, Ya Allah Your mahabba, Ya Allah Your mahbubiya, Ya Allah You said in Quran, fa'inni kareeb We want to feel that qurb, Ya Allah We want to feel your nearness to us We want to experience that nearness to us Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to be your amd, Ya Allah Make us your truest slave Loyal slave Loving slave Obedient slave Yallah, we make tawbah on this day From all the disobedience that we ever did all the times we betrayed you, we were disloyal to you. <coughs> ya Bikarin, Yalla, we ask that you make us into your loyal slaves. Yalla, let we want to obey every single thing in Quran, every single thing in, thing, single thing in Sunnah, every single thing in the Sharia. Ya Bikarin, we ask that you send your hidayah on us. Yalla, guide us to the rightly guided awliya, to the awliya muttaqeen, to the awliya siddiqeen, to the awliya sadiqeen. Ya Bikarin, protect us from every fitna in this world, every false ideology. Ya Bikarin, Ya Allah, we ask that you make us have basirat 
Ya Allah Make us people of understanding Ya Rabbi Kareem And Ya Allah we too want to become your Khalifa Ya Allah We want to be the emblem of your deen The ambassador of your deen The ambassador of your will The emblem of your mercy But Ya Rabbi Kareem we have no sifat Ya Allah We have lost our adab Lost our akhlaq Lost our haya Ya Rabbi Kareem we've become a torment for others A disappointment for others We have become who hurt others Ya Allah we make tawbah for this Ya Allah We seek your forgiveness for all those who we ever hurt All those we ever betrayed All those we ever disappointed All those who we ever let down Ya Allah we ask that you make us sincere Ya Allah Make us from the mukhlisin, muttaqeen, mu'mineen Ya Allah make us true Ya Allah Make us from the sadiqeen, siddiqeen, mu'mineen Ya Allah take out from us every falsehood Every delusion, every betrayal Every disloyalty Make us pure Ya Allah Make us simple Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem Hawa Ibn Sida Sada Satcha Satra Musliman Bana Karam Ka Mamla Farma Apna Fazl Ka Mamla Farma Tu Al-Wahab Dene Wali Zat Hai Hum Bhi Lehne Ke Lai Aai Hai Apna Dene Dene Dijiye Ya Allah Hum Waqi Fakir Hai Apni Rahmat Ka Sadaqa Hume Dene Dijiye Apna Fazl Ka Sadaqa Inayat Kar Dijiye Apna Kulb Hume Dene Dijiye Aapne Tu Quran Kareem Farmaya Gheron Ko Farmaya Ya Ayuhal Insan Ma Gherra Ka Merabbi Kul Kareem Ya Rabbi Kareem Hum Bhi Is Ghurur Me Aa Chuke Hai Hum Kis Dunia Ke Dukha Me Phir Rahe Hai Ya Rabbi Kareem Hum Bhi Nijat Dhe Dijiye Nikal Dijiye Apne Saad Vapis Jur Dijiye Apne Rahmat Ke Saad Nathi Khar Dijiye Hume Quran Wala Bana Sunnat Wala Bana Shariat Wala Bana Hume Bhi Apne Mukhlisin Muttaqeen Mu'mineen Nisse Bana Ya Rabbi Kareem Apne Rahmat Karam Fazl Se Hemari Dhuaan Ko Kabool Farma Ya Rabbi Kareem Is Bafti Se Ek Mehnat Dawat Ke Utri Thi Ya Rabbi Kareem On Akabar Ke Nisbet Us Kaam Ke Nisbet Se Hemari Dhuaan Ko Kabool Farma Hume Bhi Deen Ke Khidmat Ke Deen Kabool Farma Ummat Ke Khidmat Ke Deen Kabool Farma Jaha Bhi Deen Ka Kaam Hora Ya Rabbi Kareem Apne Sharf Kabooli Tata Farma Masajid Ki Hifazat Farma Makatib Qurania Ki Hifazat Farma Madanis Arabiya Islamiya Ki Hifazat Farma Jaha Bhi Mishayk Oliya Allah Allah Zikr Tazkiya Sikhane Sab Ki Koshishu Ko Kabool Farma دعوت و تبریق کی مہنے کو قبول فرما جہاں بھی جماعتیں پھر رہے ہیں یا ربی کریم ان کی کوششوں کو قبول فرما لوگوں کو دلوں کو متوجہ فرما باعث ہدایت بنا باعث رحمت بنا یا ربی کریم ہم فتنہ فساد فسق فجور کے زمانے میں ہیں چاروں طرف باطل ہے یا ربی کریم تو الحق ذات ہے تو اپنی ہدایت کو جاری فرما ساری فرما ہماری ایمان کو محفوظ فرما ہم ہم تو اپنی ایمان کی فکر لے کنائے ہیں یا ربی کریم ہماری ایمان کی حفاظت فرما امت کے نوجوانوں کی ایمان کی حفاظت فرما پوری امت کی ایمان کی حفاظت فرما یا ربی کریم ہمارے اولاد کی ایمان کی حفاظت فرما قیامت تک تمام آنے والے ہماری نسل کی ایمان کی حفاظت فرما ہم نے تو بروں سے سنائے کہ ایک خاندانی غلام ہوتا ہے ایک نسل غلام ہوتا ہے یا ربی کریم ہم بھی آپ کی غلام بننا چاہتے ہیں ہمیں نسل کے غلامی سے چھڑوا دیجئے ہمارے پورے نسل کو اس غلامی کے لئے قبول فرما اور قیامت کے دن ہمیں اپنے غلاموں کے فیرس میں کھڑا فرما یا رب کریم جو مانگا ہے وہ بھی عطا فرما جس کے دن میں جو نیک تمنا ہے سب کے نیک مرادوں کو پورا فرما ربنا تکمل منا انکا انت السمیع العریم وطب علینا انکا انت التواب الرحیم وصل اللہ تعالی علی حبیبہ سیدنا محمد وعلی آلہ وصحبہ اجمعین برحمتکا یا ارحم الراحمین